Well, welcome back to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. It's me, Brandon Avera, and if I sound tired, it's because I am. So good thing I'm not doing a live video like the last podcast because nobody wants to see this face. I got more bags under my eyes than Al Pacino does. It's, it's a bad situation. <laughs> so, But I am joined uh, by a very special guest. And before I introduce him, uh, I just want to say this is a little bit different podcast for me on the life of an average Joe. We're not diving into some stories uh, about work, about going to Miami, about skydiving. We're going to go take it back to something that I love the most uh, is movies, but more importantly, um, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel and comics and, and, and nerds and, and really kind of encapsulate what pop culture is for me right now. And the only person that I would want to have this conversation with is my guest from the AOK podcast, Nick Luck. How are you doing, man? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Um, doing good. I uh, got a headache, but I'm pushing through. Yeah, we're, a, we're a mess right now. Nick's got a headache. <laughs> I've been up since 4.30 in the morning. I've been working my butt off for the past two days. I, can't, I got no voice. I recorded four shows yesterday um, for, with Trash Talk, so my voice is like, we're done, bro. But we're going to make it. We're going to pull through this, man. Right. I was telling myself, no way I'm letting a headache mess up my this plan today. I'm I'm going through. <laughs> I know. Just 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 push through. We'll be all right. So today, well, first I wanted to say, hey, look, guys, if you haven't checked out Nick's podcast, now you got two podcasts, correct? Yeah. Um, my AOK one is mainly pop culture, and then I have uh another one called Your Favorite Heartless. It's a, a retrospective of my favorite game series, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so that's one I have not listened to yet. To be honest with you, I think the reason I haven't is because I haven't played that game much. So, but now I kind of want to go listen to it because it might make me want to play that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I know, time to. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So I need to go back and listen to it. Plus, I just want to hear it. It's something different. But I have and definitely listened to the AOK podcast um, because it's awesome. And we were we just did one together on there a couple, like a month ago or something. Um, oh yeah, fun times. And you honor me. Thank you for uh, talking about those. Oh no, for sure, man. So check them out. They're available everywhere. Obviously, right here on Anchor. Uh, but you can listen to them on and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So check it out. And I'll attach all the appropriate links on all my social media down the road. So here we go. We're gonna dive in now. There's so much going on with Marvel, and I know you and I talked about this on the last podcast. Which, by the way, guys. If you haven't listened to that episode, go find it. Um, because we talked about a lot of the upcoming Marvel projects, what we're excited about and what we're hoping for. Now we're going to go backwards in time a little bit, actually. We're going to go backwards to what I consider to be a very pivotal moment in not only comic book history, but the MCU and what it means moving forward with the next phase. And we're going to talk about Captain America Civil War, which came out in 2016. Hard to believe that that was 2016, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I know it's not that old, but when you look at it compared to what Marvel has done since then, dude, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's nuts. It's been a right. So, and it's, I, I don't want to get off topic too much, but it's to me, what really started, and I'm not saying the other movies didn't bring in money, but this movie brought in one point, basically <laughs> $1.16 billion. Okay. Ooh, man. 
this was a juggernaut. I mean, <laughs> when you look at it, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I, and I, I think it only costs, and I say only, it was $250 million to make. Wow. It was competing <laughs> with BVS too, right? Uh, well, I wouldn't call it competition, but yes, it, <laughs> I wouldn't True. call it any competition, but yeah, they did come out at the, they did, I believe they came out at the same time or at least very close. I think that was the big deal. I mean, that, that wasn't the biggest issue. So, right. um, I'm going to pull up some stats on that pile of garbage <laughs> movie. Um, the but, year superheroes were fighting each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. You're right, dude. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Oh my gosh. Well, didn't they call it Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice? Yeah. Quite a mouthful. Uh, quite <laughs> a, a lot of syllables. Oh my God. Anyway. So we won't go <laughs> off on that because I, I could go off. That movie made uh, 872 million. Mm. So not much of a competition. <laughs> Sorry, Batman. But, um, and it's not even your fault, Batman. It's, but anyway, so, but a couple of facts before we deep dive into Cap, uh, Captain America Civil War. There's a couple of things I wanted to throw out there that I thought were really interesting that some people might not know about. That movie came out on the 75th anniversary of Captain America. Ooh. Which I thought was really cool. Wow. It also marked the 10th anniversary of the original Civil War comic book. And it was Black Panther's 50th anniversary. Yo, that had to have been planned. Well, and just, so I'm going to go to this real quick, and then we'll, we'll start really peeling back the layers of this amazing, amazing movie. So what was interesting, though, is T'Challa, uh, in the original script, had a very small role in it. They weren't even going to put him in the Black Panther costume. Mm. They were just going to introduce him and kind of set it up so that his movie would come out. They were going to give more of the details about that in the movie. But because of the battle and the situation that was having that was going on with Marvel and Spider-Man, because they weren't sure that they were even going to be able to use the Spider-Man footage in Civil War because of everything that was going on with Sony, that they decided to up the role of T'Challa and give Spider-Man a smaller role just in case it didn't work out. They could almost plug T'Challa in to Spider-Man's role. And, and wow. yeah, that was their plan. Then it worked out and they said, okay, let's not, <clears throat> let's not rewrite it. Let's just, let's keep Spider-Man at his, at his part. And then we'll work on doing the Spider-Man movie later and, and, ta and bringing them to infinity war and end game and all that. So that's how they left it. That's why black Panther has a pre uh, had a much bigger role than it originally anticipated. Um, be but because they weren't sure about the whole so Sony situation, but thank God they got that worked out. Um, thank you sony yeah yeah sony <laughs> for once sony did something good for once which is shocking but um it's anyway crazy to think that that black panther really wouldn't have had a big role that's really crazy to think like how civil war would have been without him that in that big role well think about it like okay so we got introduced to t'challa you know at the un or whatever which is cool but could you imagine knowing that he's Black Panther and never seeing him in the Black Panther outfit? Like, oof! I'd have been frustrated at that. I'd have been mad. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is pivotal in so many different ways. And I don't think people realize just how important this was. And not only for the MCU, but it shaped the way that not only these characters 
had their relationships, their trust issues, their physical strength was put to the test. Everything that they went through in that affected them for years to come leading up to Infinity War, Endgame, and beyond. And when you look at it you, from all these individual characters, I mean, especially when you look at it from the obvious choice, Captain America, or the obvious people, Captain America and uh, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, when you look at it from their perspectives, their relationship never healed. Even when Tony sacrificed himself at the end to destroy Thanos and in, in Endgame, Captain America and Tony's relationship was not... It, it, it wasn't the same. Right. I mean, they were at each other's throats at the start of Endgame. I mean, they, didn't, they didn't cross paths in Infinity War because everything that happened in Civil War split up the team. But at the end of in, at the start of Endgame, Tony was furious. He was in Captain America's face saying, you should have been there. Where were you? Yeah, and he also said, I lost the kid, another big gut punch. Yeah. So he harbored that hatred, or it was, I don't know if I want to say hatred, but he harbored those feelings towards Captain America because, okay, he lost everybody. He lost the kid. They lost to Thanos. Captain was nowhere to be found. He just fought Captain in Civil War. They just had that major battle. Then he found out that, you know, Bucky, this guy that Captain's been talking about for years, was the guy that killed his parents and that Captain America knew about it. That, just... rela- that relationship was stretched so thin that the two leaders of the team were separated. And that, in my opinion, not to say Thanos wouldn't have won, but that's why, that is a huge reason why he won the first time and got the, and, and did the snap and wiped everybody out because the team was not together. They were spread across the universe. And look at how Endgame, like when they reunited with Thanos at the beginning of the movie, granted, they got him when he was, you know, chilling, having some breakfast or trying to have some breakfast. And they <laughs> they got him. They clapped him pretty much. Yeah. But that just shows like how it would have been, how different it would have been if they were all together. But then again, like I said, they did get him by surprise there. But I mean, still. <laughs> well, yeah, they got him when he was there having a latte and all that. But he was also, <laughs> it was also Thanos after he snapped, not once, but twice. Oh, good point. Yeah. He was also severely injured and he didn't care anymore. There was no reason for him to fight. He did what he was supposed to do. But they, but when you look at it, when they brought back younger Thanos, when younger Thanos almost took them all out, (laughs) you know, vicious. So (laughs) when, when you look at the relationships though, that were fractured, I mean, even, I would hate to, I would wager to say that even Black Widow and Hawkeye, even though she still kind of helped them in uh, Civil War, they were, st- and they obviously had a, a, a friendship that was deeper than just your, your average friend. But I would say that that relationship was put into question and that, that still had to come into their minds at some point. Like, wait a minute, we just fought each other. And I know you were holding your punches or pulling your punches, but we just fought each other. Like, this is crazy. Like, well, how, how did that even happen? Like they had to wonder in the back of their mind, how are we going to get past this? And, right. you know, so to me, 
I look at that whole situation because of the, you know, Sokovian Accords and everything that was planned out. I don't know. I don't know if, if either team was going to be on the same side. If either, if all the Avengers were going to agree ever, and it, it started in Ultron, it got carried over to Civil War, and it, and it got played out all the way till Endgame until ultimately Tony died. I think Tony dying and Cap leaving and Black Widow dying, I think that's what brought that team together. It was not, it was not to fight Thanos. It was the result of Thanos that brought that team back together. Right. And it makes sense, too, because thinking about how the Avengers first came together in the original movie, when they were starting to kind of realize they had to work together, they had those divisions. And as you were saying, too, that that carries on that has that same um, effect through each movie. They, they always had some type of varying difference. And it was a good foreshadowing in each movie. And it was another death that brought them together Coulson in Avengers and it's even more fitting how uh, those deaths in Endgame bring the Avengers together again that's a good point actually um <clears throat> that is a really good point because Coulson did bring them together um because they were they were fighting each other then right. I mean, they, they, you know <laughs> Tony Tony went off on him dude he called him a, he called Captain America a lab rat <laughs> Oof. You know? And Cap tried to slap or clap back, and he was like, "No, I'm still a billionaire philanthropist. I can never say that word right. Philanthropist. philanthropist. Yeah, I can't. There even. we go. And uh, Playboy was the third one, I think. Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> even Black Widow had to. What did she do? She like shrugged or like she, had a smirk or something. Yeah, she gave that little smirk. <laughs> like, well, and that's the other thing. People forget just how deep Black Widow and Tony's relationship is. Oh yeah, Iron Man too, right? Is Iron Man too. Yeah, and they've been working together a lot longer than anybody else. And she had a special relationship with Tony. And you see that in civil war, even mm -hmm. she had a special relationship with Tony. So even though cap was, I know she respected and, and cared for, she was, she was going to be always going to be team team Iron Man. She was always going to be team Iron Man. That wasn't going to change. She may not agreed with everything that Tony said, but she had that loyalty to him. And that's the heartbreaking part, too, is that both sides had very good points. They, it wasn't just really one-sided. They both had very good reasons to be on um, either side, whether you were on Steve's side or Tony's side. It was, it was hard to choose, really. <laughs> it really was, because Tony talking about giving – or not Tony, uh, Cap talking about giving the power to the government, plus everything that he saw. I mean, look, he fought Red Skull. He fought the Nazis. I, I get – exactly where he's coming from talking about hey we're gonna put you on this list and we're gonna control you when we need you i i'm not disagreeing with captain america on that right but i also understood tony's because tony didn't exactly trust the government either yeah. um i also understood why he was like no we got to do this because number one he felt so guilty about what happened with ultron you know yeah he had that huge guilt he had a foreshadowing of what was to come with Thanos. He may not have known who Thanos was, but he knew that something else was coming and they would not be able to stop it. And they didn't trust the government enough to let them stop it. So he figured the best way to combat this is just agree now and we'll work it out ourselves. That was his whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand that, but 
I think the ultimate thing that that put him down was the fact that Tony could not understand that Captain's relationship with Bucky was so deep that literally Captain, and I agree, I have a problem with it too. Captain basically said, well, screw you guys. I'm going to do whatever Bucky does. And if, if you're with me, then cool. But if you're not with the Bucky team, then I'm just going to go do what I want. That's, yeah. that's how I perceived it. It might not be entirely true, but I don't blame Tony. And if I'm, if I'm Tony and the rest of the Avengers, I'm like, bro, this guy's tried to kill a bunch of people and great. He was brainwashed and he's okay now, sort of. But you're just screwing us after we just took down Loki and Ultron. <laughs> yeah, the the major gut punch there too is I I, um, I forgot to take notes during that um, that fight because I, I I rewatched it again to, to freshen up on everything. But I remember it was in the trailers too. One of the lines that Cap and Iron Man had was "I got to protect my friend" or something along those lines. And Iron Man said, um, you know, something along the lines of, "Hey, I'm a friend too." Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He said, "I've got to protect my friend," and he says, it's, "I thought he said I thought I was your friend or I'm your friend." Yeah, something like and, that. And that's the that's that's the killer part is that it's down to the line where Cap had to make a choice between both, and regardless, someone was going to lose. And after everything Iron Man and Cap went through, it it hurts, you know, because he it's it's a betrayal, but not a betrayal at the same time because. They're both important to him, but of course, him and Bucky go f- way far back, and he just see- he sees that he can save Bucky, so he's he has to do that as part of who what kept what makes Captain America so great as not just a uh, a hero but a person is that he is he knows that if there is a will, there is a way, and he wasn't wrong in saving Bucky. Um, right. I mean, he wasn't wrong in in, in his vision for saving Bucky. My biggest problem with it is he really put that team at risk. And honestly, if I, I'm not saying that this is, this is, <laughs> this is going to be a stretch and I'm going to make some people <laughs> mad, but I'm, I'm, I'm team Iron Man all the way. So I just am. Um, and I'm team cap for y'all to know. So that way you can see the, the lines. This makes sense. <laughs> this, this, that totally makes sense. You really? know, I, I think Ashley's team cap too. I think I'll have to ask her, which totally makes sense because we're the opposite of everything anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, so when you look at like, I, I'm all for him saving Bucky. I get it. I, I understand. But Captain, what he did and how he not only put the team at risk during that moment, how he basically lied to Tony that he knew that Bucky killed his parents he might not have known all the time, but he found out sooner than Tony did. And he knew it in some fashion. At the end, when Zemo's showing him that video, Captain already knew. Because he says, don't watch this. Shut it down. Right. So he knew. So you lied to Tony. You kept a secret from him about how his parents got killed. That's not like, hey, I slept with your girlfriend. That's like, <laughs> you know, your parents died and I'm saving the guy who did it. Um, regardless if he was mind controlled or not, it doesn't matter. He, you know, Tony had every right to go after him and every right to go after Captain America at that point. But because of that rift, Thanos snuck in. He was going to come anyway. And he might, he (laughs) might, he might have, he might have won anyway. But because of that, they lost. And not only did they lose, 
they lost people. They lost Cap- Captain America. Fine, he went and retired, whatever. Black Widow died because of Captain America's mistakes. Because had they been on the same page, Captain America and the rest of one, rest of them would not have been in hiding. They would have been together. There would not be people spread across the globe, not able to find anybody. They would have been together. And they could have taken Thanos on as a team, not half the teams up in space trying to fight him, the other half's down here in Wakanda trying to fight him. Some are in New York trying to, like, they would have been together. But instead, they got split apart, Thanos knew it, and Thanos took advantage of it. And that falls on Captain America. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. I, I feel like regardless of the um, regardless of how it would have worked out, I feel that, yeah, w- because of the division, it would have definitely it, it definitely is a cause and effect of what uh, Cap's choices were, I feel. And with the Sokovian Accords, too, I feel like that probably would have happened to I feel like there always would have been a division, even without the Accords, because of cap having the issue with the government i agree and because uh, uh too thinking about with uh with shield look at how the shield was and shield got taken down by hydra it was to say that wouldn't have happened to the government as well i mean look at what the government did with, with what they were trying to do with new york yeah they were gonna right. go yeah we're just gonna nuke it it's okay um you know no big deal <laughs> it's just new york you know we don't like need a, it we don't need billion it. people or a million people there. Yeah. But it's and it took Iron Man to do that. And it almost makes me wonder, um, what if the Sokovian Accords happened like around that time? I think there would have been a definitely a division there too, but not like I think not not as not like uh the team being divided, but like them being divided against the government. It's kind of a, an interesting what if that I would like to see play out. Just a random thought I, I throw out there. <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing too that when you like you can kind of side with Captain on that is like, wait a minute, guys. This government that's putting together these accords that are so safe is the same government that just tried to nuke their own people. You know, like <laughs> And remember, Ross didn't even bring that up when he was talking about the Avengers during that meeting. He's like, yeah, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. But uh, hey, um, remember New York? Remember yeah. Sokovia? <laughs> right. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Yeah, we remember New York. We saved it. You were about to nuke it. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that would have toppled all the lives that were lost during the Avengers fights, you nuke in New York. Just yeah, saying, just, but okay, yeah. we're in the wrong here. Yeah, and, if you're, and, and oh, by the way, it's not a nuke from another country. It's our own country. <laughs> like, that is pretty about bad. To, yeah, that is pretty bad. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why somebody didn't bring that up, that they would have been like, listen, you just need to go now. But the other thing, too, what, what was great about Civil War is, and, and really what when we look at it from an individual perspective, so we, we've talked about Captain America and, and Iron Man. We could really even peel back more layers with that. Iron Man, obviously, I mean, he saved, he, I don't want to say he saved New York, but he saved New York. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, he did it. I mean, he did. Then, obviously, Ultron was a mess, but whatever. <laughs> and then he, at, it was a team effort, but he snapped. 
He did the snap and took out Thanos. That's twice that Iron Man has put other people ahead of him. And one of Captain America's biggest complaints was, you'll never put anybody ahead of yourself. Boy, did he show him up. <laughs> he showed him up multiple times. Like, right? like, like, really, bro? But when you look, so when we look at other people involved in that situation, Wanda, young Wanda. Wanda was a, a brand new Avenger. I mean, fresh, fresh from being, you know, against the Avengers and Ultron. She's brand new. She's still discovering exactly what her powers can be and what they can do. She's learning how to assimilate as an Avenger and she's forming her, I don't want to say alliances, but her friendships. Who can she connect with? So she, she connects with another outsider, Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, Wanda's going through stuff. She lost her brother. She lost her family. She accidentally killed some people in the first opening scene of Civil War. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't know if she's good or bad. She's starting to question things. But one thing she does know is I don't want to be a toy and I don't want to be in captivity. And I think that fight, that battle, that Civil War battle at the end there at the airport, we saw Wanda even take her powers further. We saw her exploit her powers. We saw her kind of see what happens when she gets mad, and it's not pretty. Um, That set the tone for not only her relationship with with Vision that went over into Infinity War, the anger she had when they killed Vision, um, the anger she had towards Thanos in Endgame, Almost well, clapped him by herself. Dude, she would have. <laughs> you know, Kevin Feige said in an interview, he flat out said it. He said Wanda was going to kill Thanos. Wanda was actually going to be not only do it in the movie, he he was she was going to have a pivotal role to where Tony get, took the advantage of Thanos. Tony was ultimately going to snap him, but Wanda was going to be the key player to let Tony snap him, and then they they rewrote it a little bit. Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I, I just recently watched that interview with Feige talking about it. He said, we had every intention of letting Wanda be the one to give Tony that opportunity. Now because I want to see that. <laughs> now, now, yeah, because she took Thanos out, dude. <laughs> like, Yeah, if he didn't call that in that airstrike. Like, and that's why like Captain, Mar- or Captain Marvel, like that, when she comes in, oh my goodness. That, that was just perfect timing. <laughs> it really was. I'm going to give Captain Marvel mad props on coming in and taking that ship down. Um, because I think that that ship continuing to bombard everybody, I think that would have gotten Thanos the advantage for sure. Total game changer. Yeah, he, he probably would have won with that, with that move. He would have for sure, yeah. But we see the progression of Wanda and her powers. Mm-hmm. Again, it all started in Civil War. And it led to WandaVision, and now look at her. What a come up. And that's so awesome seeing how her especially, her powers have increased, have gotten more, have gotten more in depth each, uh, each time we've seen her because she's exploring more and seeing what she can do, as you were saying before. And yeah, as we saw uh, with WandaVision, how she finally realizes, oh, I'm the Scarlet Witch, huh? Okay, let's have some fun. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I'm the Scarlet Witch? Now here's what I'm going to do. And and, <laughs> and and that scene at the end, 
where she's kind of, it's almost kind of mirrors Thanos. She's sitting there in a cabin by herself chilling while she's projecting her other half and her other half is going through the, the book, learning and learning and learning and learning. Like that's another advancement of her powers because she couldn't do that before. Oh yeah. And I don't think that any of that would have happened had that moment in civil war where she was angry enough to split and join the other team, join the other side against the person she loves vision and, and just take her anger out of everything, everything that she was accused of, you know, you killed these people from her brother's loss, everything. And just her powers went up. Like she got an extra one up. And I got to say too, at that point, where she was with her powers, I don't think there was any way they would have, she would have gotten out of that without people dying because on ground level, when, Oh shoot, what is his name? Crossbones. When, um, when he pretty much just exploded himself, look at all those people that were around her, around them. If she didn't contain that, you know, cap would have got clapped. She, well, actually she was pretty close. She probably, I don't know. But like all those other people too, regardless, there were so many people around so many civilians. There was no way um, at the power level she was that that wouldn't have, that people wouldn't have lost. It's just a, it's a lose, lose regardless. She had to do it. No, you're, you're you're a thousand percent correct. There's no, she tried. She she did try to at least get them out and, or get that guy out of there and, she just couldn't hold it any longer. But I mean, pretty she she got him pretty high up though. Like we got to commend her for that. She minimalized the damage, right? I mean, she did that whole situation. You know, was and again, she's young. People forget that. I mean, when when we first see her in Ultron, I don't know her exact age. I'll have to look that up or what her exact age is supposed to be. But she's young. You know, mm-hmm. she's inexperienced. I mean, even in Ultron. She didn't know what was going on. The only reason that she hung around Ultron was because she didn't want to be in a cage anymore. Right. And he lied to her. Why you would listen to a psychotic robot, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> It's the voice. It's the voice. Yeah. I get, <laughs> this guy sounds smart. I know he's like a robot that wants to kill everybody, but he sounds smart. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, we, we see that development. And then, okay, let's do the opposite of that. Look at Vision's development. Look at Vision. And when we first see Vision in Ultron, and then we see him in Civil War, he is also learning and adapting. He, at one point, he's wearing clothes. Um, oh, yeah. Wanda yells at him for going through the walls instead of going through the door. Um, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he's, he's learning how to cook. He's forming a relationship with Wanda. Like, you can tell, even though he can't define what it is, he cares about Wanda. There's something there. Like, even when he's trying to keep her and quote-unquote babysit her, he cares about her. Like, it's not the same relationship like he has with everybody else. He cares about her. And we would not have had that had Civil War not have happened. They would not have advanced their relationship. We would have never saw Vision and Wanda be together as a couple had civil war not happened. It's a true learning experience because um, pretty much 
my uh, my favorite superhero's mantra, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. With these moments, it really defines the the characters and the choices that they make and whether it's a a loss whether it's something that they um, uh, um whether it's a mistake or it's something that they uh, overcome in general it's still something they learn from and they learn that with their powers not just from the sokovian accords but w- what happened with this with this battle right. we got uh Rhodey who got accidentally shot down by oh, a vision yeah. and because of that we see him still in well, actually did he still have he still had like something um, like those exoskeleton on his legs in Endgame. Yeah, he was, that point. he was still beat up in Endgame. I and mean, we finally see him fight at the end, you know, when they're in Wakanda. Yeah. Well, they're not in Wakanda at Endgame. They're in. Uh, oh, um, Infinity War. We see him in Infinity War where he's got um, he's fighting, but he's still got those little exoskeleton, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, and then in Endgame, I think you're right in the beginning when they're looking at everybody that's dead. They can't find anybody. He's still beat up there too, right? Because yeah. that wasn't too far from. Because I mean, granted, this dude pretty much fell in a in a metal coffin. So it's like that. That's gonna he 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 got really lucky with that. It could have been a whole lot worse. When when Vision shot him, I really thought they were about to kill off Rhodey. I thought they were too. Because if I'm not mistaken, doesn't somebody die in the Civil War comic book? Um, or am a I lot of actually a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, but I mean, like somebody very, very significant, like, and, um, the, I, and it might have been the first one. I don't think it's him, right? I, uh, but there's, I, but yeah, I, there's a couple because I remember there's like a Thor, there's like a Thor robot in Civil War oh, because yeah. the, the regular Thor is out doing something, and the I think the robot Thor gets taken over by something, and then he kills he kills a hero straight up. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, there. There were some other deaths, but I can't remember exactly other than pretty much Spider-Man almost dying because Iron Man, you know, sabotaged his suit, his iron spider suit. Oh, yeah. Almost almost beat, almost got him. uh, Well, probably I wouldn't say probably was going to kill him, but like messed him up enough for the fight to stop. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to watch. I need to read that again, actually, is what I need to do. It's been a long time. Um, I need to read that. I because Civil War was great, man. Yeah. Really and then, sad, but good. Yeah. yeah. And then you just, what's great about it now is like, you know, they spread that over so many comics and they ended it with a graphic novel. You can just get it in a graphic novel now and just read the whole thing. You know, that's right. what's so cool about it or go online. But I like to hold that actual book in my hand. You know, I, I'm one of those guys. Like if it's a comic, I don't mind reading some comics online, but I want to hold it. Like I just want to see the artwork up close and I don't know. I Maybe. agree. I prefer physical too. Yeah, I think I'm just, I think I'm always that way. But, well, you're right, though. It it changed, though. It changed Rhodey's position. It, it I mean, look at him now. Now we're going to see him, what he can do when he gets armor wars and what's been going on. But he is not the same guy because of Civil War at all. And, again, he was always going to be Team Iron Man. That was never going to change. Right. Um, even if he didn't agree with Tony, and he didn't at times, he's going to be Team Iron Man. But then let's look at Falcon. Falcon got pulled in the mix because before that, we didn't we didn't see Falcon with the Avengers, you know, uh, very much. He was always with Captain. Yeah. You know, we saw him in Ant Man for a little bit, I guess. <laughs> that was a great cameo. That was, that was awesome, man. <laughs> um, and. Uh, then we saw him, you know, finally 
whatever in civil war. And then he, but it, it elevated him, you know, because now, okay. Yeah. He's with captain, but man, he just, he's part of the crew now. Like he, he knows these guys. And when they came, when him black widow and captain America came to save vision and Wanda at the, at the start of a uh, infinity war, now he's in the mix. Now he's part like, okay, you're going to take on, take on Thanos. So it elevated him. And I think that ultimately that is why captain handed in the shield as opposed to Bucky, because yeah. that he, everything that he did up to that point, he was almost the new Bucky. I think so too. The, the choices that he was making, it was always uh, firsthand with cap when he, when he was there. And because of that, he was able to see how, the, the, he was able to see the makings of Sam Wilson. And if, if Sam, if it wasn't for that, and if Bucky was in a better place, I would say by the time, um, by the time end game had ended, I think Bucky would have definitely got the shield instead, but because of him not being in the best of places yet, not yet. And at least until the end of the uh, winter soldier show, Captain America and winter soldier show. And because of Sam, being like right there and willing to that uh that helped out a lot but yeah yeah because bucky or well yeah him too <laughs> but because sam like always had caps back even though he shared his disagreements like uh you, you do realize what we're doing by going up against um the accords and you know going after bucky right <laughs> but you know despite that he's like dude i'm with you you're right yeah no and i think that was a huge pivotal moment um and I think Captain America was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to hand this shield over to him. He he's he's earned it, you know, because of that. And Bucky, look, Bucky has come a long way. Obviously, he's not out there like getting triggered by words like homecoming and stuff. But um, he's come a long way. But he's still got to find himself. He, you know, he wasn't. It's like in Civil War, he's not Bucky. And he's not Winter Soldier. And then he goes to Wakanda and gets fixed up and everything. He's more Bucky, but he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, you he's know? more like Buck at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, and then look at the show, Falcon Winter Soldier. He doesn't know who he is anymore. He's like, I don't know what. I'm just trying to find my place, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think Captain realized that he had such a long road ahead of him that he's like, you know what? Sam's the guy. But does Sam get the shield if Civil War doesn't happen? I, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. it's it's tricky. Like if Sam chose Iron Man's side, who knows where that shield would have ended up if uh, if he ended up choosing against uh, Cap at this point. That's what I'm saying. Like there were so many things that were beyond obvious and, um, you know, like beyond the obvious stuff in Civil War. There were so many layers. I mean, even when you look at Ant-Man's role in that, Right, I was about to bring him up too. Yeah, that ooh, he damaged his uh, credibility and relationship in general with Damn. um. Wow, I'm not forgetting their names. Who with uh? You're talking about Iron Man? Oh no, um, Ant Man. Um, we because we, we see in Ant Man too, like the the damage he had the, with his uh, relationships with um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can't forget their names either, but yes, Hank Pym, yeah, Hank, Hank Pym, Pym and his yeah. daughter. There we go. Hope, yeah, yeah, yep. there we go. Hope, hope, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. He he totally damaged that, but had Ant, 
had Ant-Man not gotten involved in Civil War, in the situation in Civil War, Ant-Man probably would have never been involved and known where the Avengers were when he finally got out of the quantum realm. They would have never been able to save anybody. Right, yeah. Ant-Man is, he's such a pivotal player in the Avengers. Huge, (laughs) You don't think about it, but if you look at everything he's done, okay, so like you said, he sacrificed those relationships, got involved in Civil War. Okay, so he did everything he did in in the airport and all that, and you got Hawkeye, Sam, Captain America, whoever else is like, dude, this guy's legit. He's our boy now. Like, right. you know, then you, you fast forward to infinity war. He's on house arrest, right. Mm-hmm. Um, with Hawkeye and infinity war happens. Thanos wins snaps. He loses people. Everybody loses everybody. He goes in the quantum realm, right? <laughs> yeah. Comes oh. back and is like, I did lose everybody, but how am I here? And now he goes in end game goes, wait a minute, guys. I gotta go see the Avengers. This is what happened. Without that, <laughs> without that information, they're not going back in time at all. And they, yeah, and they're not gonna save. They're not gonna save the world. So Ant Man had a huge role, and again, it was because of the choices made in Civil War. Right, and let's not forget that rat too. That rat had a very that's good true. We hit that button. You're right. You're right. The rat. Is like low key Avenger, you know? <laughs> yeah, honorary for sure. Right, right. I don't know where he is now, but nobody's <laughs> nobody's getting rid of that guy. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though because you look at it and you look at Iron Man being taken out of the picture. Okay, mm-hmm. Cap- Captain America is taken out of the picture because of everything that started in Civil War that ended in Endgame. Now you're getting into the new phase, and it opened up the doors for these other players. It opened up the doors for Dr. Strange to kind of, he's kind of become the new Iron Man. Um, If you look at him, he's had such a major role in things that have happened after Iron Man's death, major role in, in things that have happened. He's obviously no way home. Okay. We know, (laughs) we know everything there. What happened in no way home he mm-hmm. took he took the role as kind of what Tony Stark would have been to Peter, but it was Doctor Strange. Now you look at what he's going to do in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with Wanda. Right. He's probably going to help Wanda either A, not go crazy, or control her powers more. Um, then, oh, and Spider-Man as well. Exactly. Because look at how um, Iron Man was for Spider-Man. He became, Iron Man became the new Uncle Ben for him and and helped him realize like how um, important it is to have that mantra. And of course, we saw we had Aunt May remind her, remind him even more like great power, great responsibility. And because of that, we we even see kind of a civil war with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and how Spider-Man realizes that I need to give these villains a chance yeah you know we can't just send them back right yeah and i think spider-man i think because of him joining with iron man in civil war you know gaining that relationship with iron man showing iron man that he can be accountable even though he'll make mistakes too like we saw in homecoming um when they had when they had that little uh spout where iron man 
um, flat out told Spider-Man that, yeah, you want to be like me. I want you to be better. Exactly. But that's what every parent would say to their kid. Right, exactly. And that's what Definitely we all want. Figure. Yeah, I mean, that's what, we, that's what I want for mine. I know that's what you want for yours. You know, we, we want that to be that way. We, we want our kids to be better than us, you know, and to definitely not make the same mistakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Iron Man was. And then Doctor Strange, let's not forget, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man fought together. Yeah. They fought Thanos together. And so they bonded there and then no way home. And Call me Steve. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> best line, though, is... Uh, is when he's like, I'm Doctor Strange, and, and Spider Man's like in Infinity War. He's like, Oh, we're using our made up names now. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you know that Tom Holland was the youngest Spider Man, youngest person to play Spider Man ever? Right. Yeah, I was. I was excited about that because didn't he? Didn't he win like a? I swear he won something for that. Like well, a, it, it was him and what's that other dude's name? I forgot. I, I totally forgot. It's not in my notes. It was coming down to there were two choices, and they picked Tom Holland just because of. And they explained why um, they picked him, and I think it was a better choice. But he was only nineteen, dude. Mm. Nineteen when they when he took <laughs> like bro, man. But that's what you want in a Spider Man, you know, this kid because he is a kid, you know. Yeah. Oh my god! But anyway. Uh, but Doctor Strange is really kind of, and he's going to have, Doctor Strange is going to have his hands full. You know, he's going to meet up with Shang-Chi at some point, right. you know. American Chavez, too. I think right. I said her name right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's kind of become the center figure, the elder, elder statesman of the Avengers, because who else is there? I mean, you got Bruce Banner, but we don't know what his situation is yet. Yeah. We'll Thor- get She-Hulk eventually, but it looks like he's having some some issues with the Hulk right now again. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you've got Thor, who's off with Guardians of the Galaxy somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll find out with Love and Thunder, but for the most part, Doctor Strange is the guy who's going to be like, kind of keeping an eye on everything back on Earth, you know? Um, while they introduce these new characters and, and, and phase out some of these other ones like Hawkeye. I mean, dude, Hawkeye's been in so many situations. He's been in such a, a huge part of the MCU that he's on his way out too now. Yeah, because you know? he, he debuted in Thor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thor, yeah, Thor, the first Thor. So yep, OG. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. But if you look at Doctor Strange, he's when it comes to the Avengers, as far as leaders go, he's the guy. Oh yeah, he's made he's willing to he he's like what we saw with no way home you can see that he's willing to make the tough calls but he will if he realizes that like with spider-man that there's a chance to maybe do something different and even in infinity war he will be willing to take that chance if he if he believes in the person who's making that choice like with um, Iron Man or Spider-Man for those uh, instances. Well, yeah, I mean, let's not forget. I mean, he saw Tony die. When he went to look through all those options on how they could beat Thanos, he said there's only one. He knew Tony was going to die. He knew what they had to do. Yeah. And he gave Thanos the stone. He yeah, gave it to him. And that's too, because he knew that Iron Man 
would be capable of making that type of sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He Even would, if he, he had to tell him like late in, in the fight, but it made you know it makes sense because you don't want to you don't want to mess up anything. Like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna die. Like, no, no, you're you're probably you're gonna die right now if you do this. But you know, it's a big sacrifice. You know, that makes right. more sense. But you can save you can save your daughter. You can you know that you're gonna have that you don't know about yet. You know, right? <laughs> and, and and you can bring back the kid, and you can bring back all these other people. Just trust me okay <laughs> like but so he's got a i think dr strange his role as he goes further into the mcu i think we'll see him in a little bit more stuff you know i think eventually he's gonna start appearing maybe in smaller roles but i think we're gonna see him hold it together um Hopefully Wong too, because he's a sorcerer supreme. He's technically the sorcerer supreme right now. Right now, yeah, technically, I'm sure he'll get it back. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since it was a technicality, it was a technicality. <laughs> but I, I am fearful, and I don't want to go too sidetracked here. I am fearful that Wong's time is running up. Uh, as far as he may die, Multiverse of Madness does look pretty rough. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if we lose some people in that movie. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's going to be a big bad coming soon and and not a big bad, but a big bad moment, I should say. Mm -hmm. I think that Wong, I mean, could you, I mean, that's gut wrenching if he dies, you know, everybody's going to be hurt. So I don't want to think about it, but I'm looking at multiverse of madness and I'm going to stop. I'm going to get to the point soon where I'm going to stop watching the trailer but I've watched it a couple times and I'm like, Ew. now trailers are trailers. You can't, yeah. you, but we know this movie is going to be a huge movie for the MCU, for everything. Um, we don't know exactly who the villain is in it. Could be Wanda, um, could be some other people, but we do know it. It has to do with the multiverse. Kang's got to be creeping around somewhere. Yeah, they gotta uh, have him somewhere like more involved at this point. Yeah, you have to. If you're gonna make him this big bad and make people realize how bad he is, you can't just limit it to one movie. And you can't just limit it to an introduction of one of his variants. Let's see one of the other variants. Let's see, you know, let's see somebody else come in and, and do some damage. So I'm curious to see what happens. But again, we don't get to the multiverse of madness without the things that happened in civil war. And that's because of how powerful strange became. Um, Cause strange wasn't around during civil war. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't, you know, right. Um, we didn't know about him. The, you know, Tony Stark didn't know who the heck he was, you know, mm-hmm. but we don't get to that point to where strange even has to introduce himself to Tony Stark. If those things that civil war don't happen. Right. And they, they had that formal introduction like in Infinity War, wasn't it? Yeah, because he, uh, he found him in the park when he was on a jog with What's-Her-Face. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, he okay. cut... But because Hulk came crashing through his house, literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know... Again, we know where Bruce Banner was, you know? Yeah. We, we know where Bruce Banner and Thor was during um, uh, Civil War. I always wondered which side they would have chosen. It's it's tricky too because when you think about with with Widow, she flat out says in the movie that 
Hulk, we she she pretty much believed that Hulk would not be on the Accord side that or Banner, excuse me, that Banner would be like with uh, Caps. And that makes know. sense. That makes sense, though, if you think about it. Because think about everything that the government's tried to do to the Incredible Hulk, and oh, especially Ross. Good point. You know, so I think he's like, eh. but what about Thor, who doesn't live on this Earth? I mean, is he going to? <laughs> is he even going to care? <laughs> he'd just be like puny mortals and just zap out <laughs> right and by the way whoever has thor on their side you got the upper hand so yeah yeah like it's probably a good thing that they didn't include thor in that movie it would have been way too nuts yeah i didn't think so but that movie also proved that the russo brothers know how to handle a lot of characters yeah they, a lot because I don't think that they don't get to direct Infinity War if they can't pull off Civil War, <laughs> you know. Especially that because it would it, it was a whole it was a whole another level, <laughs> a lot more characters and everything. Dude, I don't think that's any. We've never seen a movie like that before, right? And you know, we've had other movies that tried but have usually flopped. Yeah, we did. What 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 would have come out before Civil War? that would have had that many characters in it as far as superheroes or something like that go? Um, I think uh, Spider-Man was trying to do something like that with the Sinister Six, but we just never got to that point. Oh, I think I it guess, was going to be the amazing Spider-Man. I guess you're right. And we and we did have Batman versus Superman. Uh, let's, yeah, yeah, because there were, yeah, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Lex Luthor. Yeah, they Dooms- were And then they had Doomsday in there. Yeah, kind of. Stupid. What a a crappy movie, man. Um, God, it's so stupid. No, that was that was a that was Dooms, dude. That wasn't Doom. That wasn't. That's not my Dooms guy. That's not me either, man. (laughs) That was the worst Dooms. But you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Spider Man tried to do that. The Amazing Spider Man. Um, that wasn't gonna work. And then Batman. But honestly, it it changed the game. Um. For, for as far as big movies go, I mean, even now, it's almost like when we see a movie with, like, for example, let's see, what's, uh, I'm trying to think of a super movie that's come, okay, Shang-Chi. Now, it's a new movie, um, I mean, a new superhero and all that. We did have Wong and we did have the Abomin- Abomination fun thing. I think we're, we'll find out more about that, but that movie didn't have a lot of characters in it. There was until the very end clip scene with yeah. Captain with Captain Marvel and whatever, which was a great scene. Um, but they didn't really try to do it. But weren't you watching that movie? Maybe maybe it was me the second time when I was watching it, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen a a one on one superhero movie in a long time." Yeah, (laughs) it's been a hot minute (laughs) (laughs) because we've been having you know infinity war in game civil war you know no way home i mean well no way home came out after but yeah and um, even eternals had like all that big cast of heroes too hey that movie drops on netflix not netflix what am i saying (laughs) oh man please not netflix yeah please not (laughs) no more divisions Uh, i can't do it anymore (laughs) uh disney plus next week and by the way i haven't seen that movie yet Neither have I. I. I wanted to, but you know, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I but that's why I had to pick and choose. I was like, okay, which one are you gonna go see, Brandon? You know, you're gonna go see No Way Home or you're gonna see Internals. And I was like, you know what? 
there's no question. It's not even up for debate, you know? Right. <laughs> so I'm very excited. I know this movie got some flack and I don't really care. I don't listen to people very much, mm-hmm. um, but I'm excited to see, and I want to see the connections because again, this movie is going to talk about some stuff with Thanos, where these Eternals were and really the history of the galaxy. That's the best part too, because they're expanding the, the the cosmos of the Marvel cinematic universe. And ever since Thor and more so in the Guardians of the Galaxy is yes. when we got to a really good dive, a really good look of what could be what could happen uh, in the future of the MCU. I think you're right. Earth. I think you're absolutely right. I think Guardians of the Galaxy, well, Thor too, like you said. Yeah. But I think Guardians, it opened up. We got to meet a lot more people. We got to meet a lot more villains, a lot more planets that we know are familiar. We learned about the Infinity Stones, really what they were from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, and we saw the uh, Celestials, was it, for the first time? We saw the Celestials, and I believe, just based on preview, that particular Celestial, um, I don't know their names or anything. That, <laughs> that, that, is, that particular one is either in a cameo or has a major role in Eternals. So, Ooh. because they showed footage, the, the, really the exact same footage of that one in the Eternals preview. So, I want to learn more about that connection because, again, that is setting the tone for the future of what's coming with Kang and multiverse and who else is out there. And again, I, I, I take it all back to civil war. Yeah. This stuff doesn't happen. If we don't have civil war, people aren't off in space. People aren't investigating different, you know, whatever things across the globe. If civil war doesn't happen. Another thing I just thought of too, that connects to civil war is uh, vision being rebuilt and then, you know, Oh. Being, he was like uh, had, had that that what, what was it that programming in him to fight against uh, Wanda and the um, you're right the uh, what's it called the uh, the well the fake vision for lack of a better word oh yeah the the Wanda's make believe the construction or the construction of vision yeah something like that I don't want to say fake vision I don't either yeah yeah because <laughs> he was a pretty good vision I, I like that version of him too but yeah just the the, the idea of the, the government yet again trying to control something. They took this the synthesoid, this per, this being that had his his own his mind memories, and it was clear that it was still in vision, as we saw again at one division. But they're like, no, we're gonna bury that deep down, and you're gonna be our weapon to take That's down it. Wanda. You're done. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, exactly. Because she's still um, a um, still a thingy. I still a. a Technically, still a bad guy considered by the government standards, I should say. Yeah, she's a fugitive, even though yeah. you know she helped save the planet from a, a madman. But uh, she is technically kind of on the shit list, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, you know, but that's that's a good point too about Vision. You're right. It goes again because uh, we would have never got the the White Vision or whatever he's called. I, I guess we're just calling him White Vision. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think he, I think we will see white vision soon again. I don't know where, I think you and I've talked about this. Yeah. Um, I don't know where part of me says it would be cool to see him in the multiverse of madness because Wanda's there. So there, there is that connection. He knows who Wanda is obviously. Mm-hmm. So there would be cool to see him kind of come back to that. 
Will he yeah. come? Will he come back to help her, or will he come back to fight her? I don't know. Um, I, depending I don't... on how she, yeah, depending on how her mind is, where her mind is at. But it, it would make a lot of sense for him to seek her out because of her being such a big piece of who he was originally. Even though, um, you know, with the whole Theseus ship thing, um, even though he may not consider himself to be Vision anymore, there may be a point in time where he comes to the realization that I want to be Vision. That's true. Like he he realizes this is what I want to be because this makes the most sense. You know, he's drawn to that. Uh, I don't know that sense of this is what my life should be like. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I I think he could or Vision could appear in the Multiverse of Madness. I don't think they're going to wait too much longer. I mean, but I could be wrong. I yeah. you know we yeah. there's a part of me that thinks he won't come back, and there's a part of me that's like no way. He's going to come back in something. And I mean, I guess when I look at it, unless he flew off to space somewhere and he's going to appear with the Guardians or Thor, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> See, it doesn't make sense with Thor at all. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense with the Guardians a little bit because if he's out there to go seek something different and they're out there, but I think the biggest one it's got to be with Wanda, and that's got to be the multiverse. So it's possible we could see him. I, I haven't heard anything that's even close to being legit, but we'll find out. So as we get come to the end of this uh, situation here, um, we're at Civil War. We realize how pivotal of a movie it was for the MCU. It showed just how big of a movie they can make and how well it can be done and Look, I would love to see the Russo brothers come back. Oh, yes. I really want them to. They, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know it was exhausting to do Civil War, then do Infinity War and Endgame back to back. I get it. I know that's exhausting. <laughs> right. But um, I think that if they're going to do Secret Wars, if they're going to do some other big movie, they, I think they are... The, the, the guys to get. They know what to do. They have a love for those characters. Uh, clearly, they've done their homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just it just worked. So hopefully we'll see that. But beyond the, obviously, the money and what it did for the movies, the cinematic you know features, it changed the, the platform of the MCU and the world as we know it and the environment. It deepened characters. It advanced characters like Wanda like Vision, like Sam, even Black Panther. Um, Right. You know, because a lot of people that saw Civil War, they didn't know who Black Panther was. If we're really talking, a lot of people, look, that movie made a billion dollars. Out of that billion dollars, almost more than a billion dollars, not everybody read the comic books. That's an interesting thought, too, for him, because he was so bloodlust after Bucky, but then when it came to uh oh shoot what is his name the guy who brainwashed him uh, uh zemo yeah zemo when it came to zemo when zemo was gonna off himself he said the living aren't done with you just yet you know he didn't just let him do it he was like you know what no let's do this the right way you're gonna get your justice or we're, yeah. we're gonna give you wait you're gonna have just you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right he did, you're right he was so <laughs> God, and i i love watching those fight the choreography and Winter Soldier and Captain America Winter Soldier and the choreography and Civil War, the fight scenes, like the actual, forget like 
you know, superhero powers. I'm talking fight scenes. Dude, those are, those are some of the best. Right. Like, they're unreal. But he was so, you know, hungry to, to destroy that guy. But you're right. He gave grace to Zemo. But that goes to show you the character and the testament of who Black Panther really is. Yeah, he grew like within that short time frame and realized, okay, killing isn't the right way. We need to handle this the right way, the, the Wakandan way. Exactly. And by the way, I want more Zemo. Oh, yeah. Because I'm glad he's still around. Watching him in Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm like, uh, it's a totally different version of Zemo that, than the comic books. Like, totally mm-hmm. different. But I love it. It works, man. It, it works. You know, originally, too, uh, I know we're wrapping up, but originally the the guys that were gonna that kind of contributed to civil war before the russo brothers took over they had a completely different version zemo was going to be the main villain in civil war he was going to be featured as not only the main villain but like a major major change in his character so we we weren't going to get a lot of the elements that we got in Civil War if the Russo brothers didn't take over. Mm. Because Feige went to him and said, I would like you to adapt Civil War. And the guys that originally wrote Captain America 3, they didn't, they couldn't do it. So the Russo brothers stepped in. Wow. And thank God they did. So Feige but, knows what he's doing. He does, man. He, <laughs> he's the goat, man. He's the goat. But um, anyway, so in closing, if somebody was to ask you point blank, just to go back to Civil War as a movie, point blank, who who would you say was right? Was it Captain or what? I know you're Team Captain, but Ooh. who was right in the long run after everything we just talked about and you digested? Who do you, who was right? Man, that is it's tough because both sides are so they they both have good sides. I would have to say, I would I still have to say Cap side because I don't like that the, the government was basically on with we you know controlling them and saying where to go and when to go when that clearly wasn't going to work because of how they've handled situations in the past up to then and even in the current timeline it's like they do worse honestly in my opinion than what the avengers have done like the avengers have been able to do a whole lot more oh absolutely uh, by themselves so i'm on cap side for that alone so cap was right to not trust the government look i don't trust the government now so he's right okay yeah um, and you like you said look at what the government was about to do to new york that alone right <laughs> should you know i don't know how tony forgot about that but sheesh my biggest problem that i go to is the fact that cap knew that bucky killed tony's parents yeah not only hid it from him but didn't seem to phase him. His simple answer was, well, that's not Bucky. He was brainwashed. He showed Tony no sympathy, empathy, no love. He, he, in my opinion, he showed nothing towards Tony's feelings that, dude, my parents have been murdered and I had no idea. And it was your homeboy that did it. And you're just like, oh yeah, well, things happen. So Oof. for me, that's why I was like, nah, Tony, Tony was right. 
Was he right about the Sokovian Accords? Probably not. Was his idea that we can bypass the government not a bad idea? Yeah, it was. Because Tony always bypasses the government. But <laughs> but it's it's the it's the murder of his parents that that I can't shake. Yeah. And so I'm going to say that Tony was right. And because had they all been together, they had a better shot to beat Thanos. But because they were separated, Thanos won. Now, ultimately, they won. So it's, it's irrelevant. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm saying Tony's dead and Captain's, you know, wherever he is, old yeah. or retired and, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm going to go with Tony. So that's it. That's it for me on that. But um, yeah, it's um, tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, my, I get what you mean. That those points, solid. I get that too. That I, I agree with that also, to be honest. And with with Cap, it, it's a it's a real defining moment too. That even with the who Steve Rogers is as a person, it shows that he is not perfect and that he he made some yes. mistakes. And this he movie. made some mistakes. <laughs> so it, it just it's a very humanizing movie on all fronts, showing that you know they 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 have all this power. They're able to do so much good, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to slip up pretty bad <laughs> from time to time. You're right. No, you're right. Look, they're superhuman, but they're still human for the most part. Guys, we got to wrap it up here. We're approaching our, I'm getting the, the wrap it up uh, cue card flashing at me right now. Um, yep. So I, I was not trying to cut you off, Nick. Uh, you and I could do this. We could, we could hang up now and still talk for another five hours about this. Exactly. Um, I, I know we could, but uh, you know, you're right though. This has been a great movie. It's been a great discussion. I want to thank my boy, Nick, for being on here. And even though we had some technical difficulties, it's been a great podcast. Um, I had a, a lot of fun talking about this deep dive into civil war. I look, Me too. I look forward to more conversations about God knows what the MCU throws at us. Um, so very excited about that. Nick, thank you guys. Don't forget, though, to check out not only everything that I do, but my man, Nick, he is a man of many talents. So you can check him out on Soundwave. You can check him out with the AOK podcast. Dude, I already forgot the name of your other podcast. I'm horrible. <laughs> oh, I'm so hor- good. I didn't, I didn't say it technically. Uh, that one's called Your Favorite Heartless. Your Favorite Heartless. Check that out. That's available on all platforms across the board. But you can go ahead and check out his link tree. This guy's got some amazing artwork, his website. Give, check out what he does as far as everything he does artistically beyond the podcast. Huge fan. Um, not just saying that because he's on here. I, I mean it. Because <laughs> I have had some people on here that I'm not a fan of anymore. But, <laughs> but no, I am a huge fan. So check him out thank you yeah absolutely man i mean i follow i listen so um nick i'm sure we'll be back again i'll have this uh we'll have a new episode again every wednesday the life of an average joe podcast drops and then trash talk every tuesday uh for me i am done i'm done talking for the day i'm gonna go rest uh i'm exhausted so (laughs) nick thank you so much man and um i'm sure we'll talk some more Totally. It's been a pleasure. See you guys. Check you next week.